morning, everyone. Welcome to Chapel Grace. Uh, we're going to read uh, some scripture, and then we're going to start off with our opening song of worship. This comes from Psalm 111. It says, Praise the Lord. I will give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart in the company of the upright in the congregation. Great are the works of the Lord, studied by all who delight in him. Full of splendor and majesty is his work, and his righteousness endures forever. He caused his wondrous works he has caused his wondrous works to be remembered. The Lord is gracious and the Lord is merciful. We invite you to stand. Let's praise the Lord together. Oh, hero of heaven. Oh, hero of heaven. 
Good morning, everyone. Yay, I like it when you answer me. All right, we just have some, actually we have quite a few announcements to go over today. So um, first I just want to say welcome, welcome to Chapel Grace. Um, and I mean that whether it's your first time or you've been coming here for 100 years, I'm so glad you guys are here. So thank you for being here. Um, so first of all, on today, right after the service, um, we are going to be going over into the big classroom, and it's um, a luncheon for Meet the Pastors. Um, so if you're new or you just want to get to know a little bit of, uh, more about the pastors or the different ministries that we have here at Chapel Grace, we'd love to have you join us. Um, all the different um, leaders of the different ministries should be there. Um, and it's just a great way to kind of see what's happening and, and get to know everyone. Um, so we'd love to have you there for that. Um, also, um, we, we do have our Get Connected card, which is in the pews. Um, you guys can fill those out. Um, obviously, if you're new, we want your information so we can just make contact with you and welcome you. Um, but maybe you just have something that's on your heart today. Um, maybe you, you make a decision during the message, you know, maybe you're rededicating your life or maybe you're accepting Christ for the first time or you want to get baptized or whatever it might be. Maybe there's just something that you just want to share with the pastors so they can pray for you. Um, you can fill that out. You can um, drop it in the tithes and offering box there at the back um, of the sanctuary when you're walking out. You could bring it to someone at the welcome table. Um, but either way, just make sure you get those in to us. And then also um, for our tithes and offerings, um, since I just mentioned that we do have our tithes and offering box there in the back, if you'd like to give, you can also text to give, um, or you can um, get on the web, or actually you could download the, the Tithely app um, and do it that way. Um, and as I mentioned that, we also have these uh, are out in the foyer um, this is, we'd like you guys to fill this out because we're actually going to be switching our um, system that we use here at the church. Um, instead of Tithely, we're going to have like a different system that kind of encompasses everything. Um, so this is just your information. If you could fill that out, they're going to be inputting all of this um, into the computer. And that way everything just kind of ties together, um, whether it's with our small groups or... Um, Anything. It, it's, it's a lot. We talked about it at the business meeting last week, but um, just go ahead and fill those out. And again, you can um, give them to someone at the back table, um, or you could uh, even drop them in the tithes and offering box as well. Um, or you could even bring them into the office during the week um, if that's easier. So, um, And then I wanted to just mention also quickly um, women... We have, it seems kind of early because our women's retreat isn't until September. Um, the dates this year are actually going to be September 16th through the 18th. Um, and we are going to actually go to Heartland Christian Camp this year. Um, it just worked out better um, with um, our needs and what we needed for the dates and everything. Um, and so by May 9th, um, we would need, we really need to have a $40 deposit just to hold your spot. Um, so just let us know, um, if that's a problem, let us know. But, um, if you could, um, get with Miss, with Misty or myself and let us know, um, 
if you'd like, if you're interested in going, because we'd love to have you guys all there. So it's going to be a great time. So I just wanted to kind of mention that and let you guys have a heads up that that is coming up. Um, and then um, don't forget tonight at six o'clock we will be meeting again in here, going over um, what we've read through the Book of Acts. Um, so uh, that's just a great time to just like again, I said, dig in and just discover more about what God's Word says. So. Um, and then these really amazing, am I holding, I can't tell. Is that backwards? That's right. That was backwards. Okay. I'm like, wait. Okay. These um, are being made. The youth is doing a fundraiser, um, and they're making these. Um, they're really nice. They're metal, whatever. I don't know what kind of metal, but they're metal. <laughs> but anyway, um, you can order those. There's um, a sign-up sheet on the welcome table back there. Um, they're $20, um, so then that's going to help the kids um, go to camp this summer. So this is just a great, it's a nice thing to have, and it's also helping our youth get to camp. So check those out in the back and sign up for those. Um, and I think that's it. So I do have um, David Echegaray just got back from Mexico with seeing some of our missionaries down there. So he's going to come up and share a little bit about his trip. Thank you, Kelly. Morning, church. Um, about a year and a half back, uh, we started supporting missionaries in Mexico. Um, deep down, uh, Mexican nationals, where, where they live. Uh, but um, Porfirio and Lorena, they, they didn't have the support at all. And they were crying out to God in their knees for help. Because in the area where they are, uh, they have to travel outside the area to get funds, to get work, to pick um, vegetables, whatever work is out there, they have to go out. And he couldn't be at church if he had to go to work. So... Um, we're blessing him with with funds for him to buy food for his family, and he could he could serve in his church. He could pastor the sheep, and he doesn't have to go out to 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 work. Well, uh, we, I went and visited them. I was there for a few days, and uh, we asked for for funds to help them build a bathroom because they don't have a bathroom. Uh, can you play the the first one. That's uh, um, Johnny. Is their oldest son. He was uh, escorting me to go to the bathroom because I have to walk through that trail right there, all the way down to use to just find a, a tree or a rock. And it's not uncommon that a nine-year-old plays with the machete down there. Uh, so, the next picture. That's Porfirio and Lorena. That's their house. See the door uh, on my left or right? That door right there. Anyways, that's where I stay for a few days. And they live on the room uh, next to it. Uh, right behind us, that's where the bathroom is going to be built. Next picture. That's it. Uh, we were having breakfast. And that's the stove. Right in the corner, that's their stove. And she was making tortillas by hand. Next picture. 
That's the first delivery ¿Dónde la of the material you guys purchase. Um, it's gravel, rebar, and backed up cement. Um, they could only deliver one truck a day, at, but when I didn't take the other one because I left. I didn't stay uh, uh, for the other delivery. I got more. I got, I got a few more, but I want to be quick. The Word of God said in Jeremiah 33.3, Call to me, and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which you do not know. God will answer. God will answer prayers. He will answer prayer. Just call upon God. That's what they did. Uh, from here to there is about 1,700 miles. Okay. Our church answered the call to help them. And there's blessings for all of you that are involved, even if you just pray for them. Because it's an answer call, uh, answered by God. It's a prayer answered by God. Next one. Um, there's men around there, those men, they are congregating on the church, and they help unload the truck. You see the semen bags? Uh, I couldn't take a whole lot of pictures because I was helping them. I was working with them. And the next, um, he took me for, uh, for a walk on the hills. That's the backyard. Uh, all that, you know, you, there's no, there's no, uh, People around there, well, there is, but they're scattered. You can't see them. Next one. More pictures of, of the truck. Uh, cement bags. He already started working. Um, once he got all the materials, he started working. He started building the, the uh, bathroom. Next one. That's the bathroom right there. See where the stick, the wooden stick coming up? That's going to be the drain and the... All the walls. Um, next one. That's going to be the door for the bathroom. That's Porfirio right next to the room, the bathroom. Is that it? Uh, those are the bricks. We buy like 800 bricks. And he probably is going to need more. Go ahead. Is that it? Okay. Um, in Matthew 25... 23 says, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. Um, when I got the call from them that they needed help, it was, it was like it got got. Give me a vision. God give me a vision and how it was going to be played. How it's going to be done. Do it like this. You're going to do this. You're going to ask the church. I got people there already. Uh, they're going to help you. And you're going to buy an airplane ticket. Everything. Everything. It was uh, done by God. We were just tools. We just uh, 
servants. And everything happened according to what I saw in the vision. Um, there was one occasion where I went through a village and there was a mob of, I don't know what they are, they were all dressed. I didn't, get, I didn't, I didn't bring a picture, so I want to do this quick because we want to hear the message. But they dragged me out of the car and they took me to the leader. And all this, all, everything that happened, well, it, I have to pay. You know, I pay them a uh, thousand pesos. But all this and all that, I ne I've never, never feared. I was driving to those roads. I was all by myself for miles and miles and miles. I didn't even know where I was going. I didn't even know the place. But I didn't fear one bit or I didn't question God's vision until I came back. Then it hit me. I'm like, I can't believe I just did that. But, but praise God. So there you go. Um, I got as many uh, receipts that I could get, and I'm going to turn it in into our board so everything is legit. God bless you guys. Good job. Amen. If you would stand with us. I think that's what we all desire is we want to be in step with what God is doing. We want to walk in his way and that can happen in big ways like giving to Mexico or that could just happen at work or that can happen in your neighborhood is that you just make yourself available and you have eyes to see that, hey, God's up to something bigger and uh, what a blessing it is to step in and be a partner with him in what he's doing. Day. Up from the grave he rose. 
the power of Christ in me from life's first sky to final breath Jesus commands my destiny no power of hell no scheme of man can ever pluck me from his hand till he returns or calls me
your death by death. The power of sin is overcome. It is finished. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I was a prisoner. Now I'm not. With your blood, you bought my freedom. For the cross. Thank you that by your stripes we are healed, that you bore all our sin and you put it to death on the cross. Lord, we come to you not to forget our cares, our anxieties, but to put them in their place, to cast them at your feet. We trust in you. Oh, for grace to trust you more. Praise the one 
righteousness, the great unchangeable I am, the King of glory and of grace. One with himself, I cannot die. My soul is purchased by his blood. My life is hid with Christ on high, with Christ my Savior my God, with Christ my Savior and my God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise the one, risen Son of God. had to find my microphone. How are you guys today? Blessed. I'd love to hear that. Blessed. That's so awesome. So um, we're going to pray here in just a moment, but I got to ask you, hey, Craig, <laughs> uh, I got to ask you guys for some prayer. Well, we all should be praying. I uh, went to a thing on a Thursday night. It was just like a, a thing talking about different things about coming up and affecting our faith and all those things kind of like that. But one thing I didn't know about that they shared with us was that our uh, California, I guess, Senate or whatever they are, the Senate and the House in our California, state of California has a bill, and I for, forgive me, I forgot to write the bill down in here. Uh, it's like 2042 or something like that. Is that what it was, Gary? Yeah, 23 or so. But anyway, the point is, though, there's a bill that's being pushed out there and about abortion. Now, abortion is already legal. We get that. We already know that. I don't, I don't approve of it. I don't like it. That's me. However, it's there. But now they're trying to push this to say they, that, uh, I don't know why they would say this, but now they're saying that up to 30 days after the baby's born, you can kill the baby. 30 days after. Did you hear what I just said? 30 days after. So now we're legislating outright murder. How can you look in the child's eyes and go, boom, I don't want you anymore, and I'm going to kill you? It doesn't say, I don't know what the stipulations are as far as you have to have certain things. It doesn't say that. It just says you have your decision after 30 days. I think all of us need to say something about that. It's, 20, it's in the state senate, and it's 20, I think it's like 32 or 23. I can't remember. I wrote it down, but I forgot to bring that paper in. And it's, 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 going, it's, being in, it's going process right now. They haven't approved it yet, but it's in the, you know how it goes to the house? Yeah, it, well, it's probably a couple of people, but yes, they brought this bill forward and it's moving forward for them to not just discuss it, but to get to vote on it eventually, very soon, which is a big deal. I didn't know about it, you guys. I'm ashamed I didn't know about that. I'm not sure how many people didn't or did, but now you do. And uh, I just felt like I had to say something about that. That is just, that's not something I could just let slide. Um, thank you. 
because uh, I'd like you to you know, get a hold of your senator, your congressman, whoever, anybody you have to, and tell them, we don't, we don't agree with this. We don't agree with this one bit. And uh, you know, if I find out when they're going to talk about it, I think we should go down there and, and just flood their Senate room or whatever it's called and just be there and say, no, you're not going to kill anybody under my watch. This is just wrong. So I wanted to say that before I pray. Look, I'm all nervous about it. It makes me so upset. Like, I get to shaking about it. So let's pray, and then we're going to talk about some things cool from the Bible today. So, Father, I just want to thank you for this morning. And this all-important mission that we have, God, is to save people, is to see people come and know your son Jesus and live their life out with purpose. And, Lord, I can't think of anything worse than to have a baby born and then have its life taken away after it's born or even before. Lord, I, I beg you, Father, please, please don't let this evil thing happen. Lord, babies, babies deserve a life. And we have no right to choose. We have no right to choose who should stay and who should go. Lord, that's, that's you. That's your, that's, you're the only one. And so, God, I pray against that very evil thing. And, Lord, I pray that if it's not up for vote now, it never will come up. But, Lord, as we're aware of it, may we fight against it. Because it's something that we should fight against. And, Lord, I want to thank you for everybody in this church and for everybody listening online right now that just heard that, too. God, that they would pray every day. And they would take action against this. And Lord, as we think about other people in our church, those that are hurting or, and those that are dear to us, God, I pray that you'd be with each and every one of them, Lord, uh, whether they're sick or just couldn't make it into church today or whatever's happening, God. And the same thing, I just pray for everybody that's here right now and listening online, Lord, that you would empty of us our, of ourselves, fill us with you so that the very words that come out are what you want us to hear, God. Lord, I only want to preach what you want, to, you want me to preach. And so I thank you, God, for this, this privilege to speak from the pulpit here today, God. But I also count it a privilege to be able to talk and, and value life because you value life. And so, Lord, I just want to thank you again for this day. Thank you for this time to hear your word. In Jesus' precious name I pray, and we all say amen. I have to share those heavy things, but we're going to do communion at the end of service today. So don't, if you don't have one sometime between now and you know, before I finish, we're going, to, we're going to do that. So I'm going to set it right there so it reminds me all the time too. All right, so... I want to ask you a question. What would you do if you discovered you only had a few minutes to, to live? Like, say something you, you're going to get. We were in uh, Missouri for a while, and the alarms, the sound goes off, the alarm goes off, and it's, it's a tornado warning, right? What would you do if you knew something was coming? We don't really have any kind of sirens for an earthquake because you never know when they're going to happen. But if you know it's going to happen, what would be the first thing you would do? Pray. Some people said pray. Some people might say, I'm going to go be with my family. Some people say, I'm going to see my family, and then I'm going to tell, what, I'm going to do whatever, right? Hopefully, the first thing that will come to mind uh, for me is the mission that we've been given by Christ. That mission is to tell others about him. But, but I wonder if I would even do that. I have to be honest with you. I think right now I'm saying, yes, I would do that, absolutely. But think about it. There's people who have tsunamis. They hear about tsunamis coming. You know, they get the warnings there, the warning systems from there. And we get the warning systems for tornadoes and hurricanes. And it may not come, it may come. But the point is, it might be happening. And lives, lives are lost every year because of that. What if it actually happened? 
You know, I don't know. I want to say that I would be one of the first ones out there, you know, first of all, praying with my family and then telling everybody else I could about Jesus. Because life matters, doesn't it? Listen, we're all going to live eternally. The destination's the difference. That's the scary part. So the alert, that alert is not altogether unlike an alert that uh, we get every day. Uh, and we should live our life like that every day. Because you don't know. You're not given any time. You see, our perspective should be that Jesus could call you home at any moment. God could say, this is the day, this is the time, this is the minute, this is the hour, whatever. Because you don't know. And the, the thing I have to say is it's whether, or not, whether or not we're in the last days or not, people talk about the last days, uh, you are, we are in our last days. Because the Bible says that our, our life is like a vapor. It comes and goes like that. Our life is very short, so you can say that you're in your last days. It doesn't matter if you're 5 or 95. We have to act like those times are coming. And so Jesus said something in Matthew chapter 25, verse 23. I almost thought David was going to say this. I went, oh, no. But he did. And it doesn't matter because it's important to say it, right? If you're in Jesus, <laughs> I know you didn't. I know. Uh, the conversation on that, it's kind of already talked about by Jesus, but it says, if, uh, Jesus said, it will go kind of like this. His master replied, uh, well done, thou good and faithful servant. You've been faithful with a few things, and I'll put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's blessings or happiness. Didn't say the whole thing, so at least you kept it in context for me, right? We're supposed to be sharing, and, our, and it's, our, it's our mission. It, it's, that's our mission above everything else. And so I'm going to talk about our mission today a little bit more. Um, you know... I don't think, well, no, I know. We're not going to be able to take our stuff with us. Everything you have, whether it's your nice car, uh, your nice clothes, or whatever it is, it's not going with you. I'm certain of that. But everything else in life, all life, is eternal. All of it. And because his glory endures forever, everything we do, everything we add to it, everything we say is part of that. People, people are eternal. You are eternal. I am eternal. Life goes on beyond this. And so because of that, our, 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 our uh, I don't know if you say theme, our mission statement for Chapel Grace is that we are going to love and lead all people. I want to underline all people. Capitalize and underline it. I didn't put it up there, sorry. All people to find and follow Jesus. Not who we think is worthy. All people. There's no one person unworthy of having Jesus. Be, he died for all. And so our mission is until the very last second we draw our breath, we share our faith with people, no matter what. But I have to admit, there are challenges, aren't there? There are. Just look around, because everyone around you is eternal. Everyone. Loving and leading all people to find and follow Jesus. So with all, it's kind of a heavy message. Now I kind of understand why I was like, oh, I can't wait to get up there. Not really can't wait to get up there. I get those moments when I just can't stand still, which is usually every day of my life. But it was really true today because today I want to talk about our mission. But the first thing under our mission is affecting people positively. You know, unfortunately, we all aren't successful with that every day, are we? We're just not. There's just, there's just days that it's not perfect. 
And so we're going to be focusing on the impact we can have on other people. In 2 Corinthians 5, verses 10 to 11, he says this. The Lord, uh, the Bible says this. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ so that each of us may receive what is due for us, the things while, done while in this body, whether good or bad. And since then we know what it is to fear the Lord, we try to persuade others. Since we know what's right. You can go ahead and leave it right there. That's perfect. What we do, the things that we do physically on this planet aren't what get people to heaven, aren't what get us to heaven. Things don't do that. Actions don't do that. Um, you can come to church every single day of your life, and that doesn't mean that you're going to go to heaven because that's what you're doing to get to heaven. It doesn't work that way. You can't say enough, you can't pay enough, you can't play enough, or whatever. The thing is, everyone who believes in Jesus goes to heaven. And everyone who goes to heaven will be rewarded according to what they've done with other people also. Because there's, there's rewards in heaven that we get above and beyond what we receive here for our eternal life. We're going to be rewarded with different things. And it's a very, very complicated thing that someday I'm going to preach on very soon. But also, we're going to be rewarded for what we did in our bodies as far as eternally. Whether we receive Jesus or not. You see, that's a big one. And as I said, our, our actions, I want to make sure I say this very clearly, because a lot of today is going to be talking about doing things for other people, because I think that's very important. I'm not perfect at it either. I'm a, I'm a, believe it or not, your pastor's an introvert. I really am. I don't get it. I don't know why it's like that, but that's just who I am. Now, Kelly, on the other hand, is an extrovert, so we, work, we balance each other out, which I think is awesome. But days are challenging. Things are challenging. And we need to be able to share our faith with people, no matter what. Because, and the things that we do, they can influence people and affect people in a positive way. Do you, agree? you know what I'm saying? Does anybody, everybody understand? I feel like it's, it's like gotten really heavy in here, so I might, you guys might need to stand up and do some jumping jacks or something. Get your blood flowing. This is just one of those things that's just where it is. But God is so good. That he sent his son, Jesus, to die on a cross for us and be raised from the dead three days later so we don't have to face eternal damnation. I don't know about you, but it's a scary thing. People look at things differently. The problem is that people look at, are, are, look at, are in different stages of their faith in their life. I've said this before. Uh, some of us just don't feel like we're ready to share our faith. Can I just tell you something? Share your life story. You don't have to be a biblical scholar. If God's prepared the other person that you're talking to, he's going to guide the whole thing. He will, not going to. He will guide the whole conversation. Sometimes all it takes is, is this is what I was, and this is who I am now. I was this, I did this, and I was heading this way, but now I'm not. I'm heading this way. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. And they'll say, well, what did you do? Well, I prayed and, th- and asked Jesus to be my Savior. Oh, well, what does that mean? And if you don't have the answer, guess what? You can, it's okay to look at him and say, look, I'm brand new at this too. But let's do it together. Let's figure it out. Let's go talk to somebody. I know this guy named Jared who's awesome. And he'll tell us all about it. He'll help me through it too, and he'll help you through it. So I'm just not great at it, but let's do it. Right? Right? Okay, you guys better start talking back to me. I'm just going to keep going until 
two or three this afternoon. All right, that'll get you going. That'll, oh, man, you're going to affect your stomach, you know? So there's, there's, there's five words that we can use. And I got this from a, a guy named Craig. I don't even know how to say his last name. He's another pastor guy. He's pretty cool. But I'm cooler. But anyway, um, he said these five words, use these five words with people. And he said they are this. He said, I notice and you matter. I notice and you matter. See, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Do you care about people enough? Now, when we make mistakes, as I've said before, I just said earlier, you just own up to it. Own it. Own your mistakes. It's not always easy. And I'm telling you that your, your message, your testimony doesn't have to be this woo-woo thing, you know, because I've heard people say, I don't have a testimony near like you. You know, I, I'm not like Paul, where Paul had the, the Savior announced to him and had this shine around him and he was blind and all of that stuff. I don't have that. I don't have the story of where God intervened in my life and saved me from this or that or whatever. I just went to church one day and said, hallelujah, or I was saved when I was five. But I remember every second of it. We all have a testimony. And God is going to guide you to the right person who you're supposed to speak to that testimony about. Almost everyone responds to being considered. Everyone likes to hear, you're there, I noticed you, and you matter. That's a big deal. And so that leads me to the next spot that I was going to talk about. It's the tiny things, the smallest of things that, that really do something. Remember Matthew 25 where Jesus said, Well done, good and faithful servant, come and share your master's happiness. Well, if you go down a few verses more from that, you'll see something that he said after that. He said in Matthew 25, 37 to 40, he said, Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, let me give you a little context. He's, he's telling people, you know, go feed people, go help people, go do things for people. And they said, then, answer, then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did, you, when did we see you hungry? Or he said, he said me. But he said, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you something to drink? And he said, when, you, when, you, when did we see you a stranger and invite you in or needing clothes and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison or go to visit you? The king will reply, truly I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. Matthew 25, 37 to 40. See, more than anything, a cup of water. A cup of water is all you need sometimes. A bathroom. So you don't have to be led by a nine-year-old with a machete. So you can just go to the bathroom in your house. Right? That's pretty funny, by the way, David. See, on more than anything, it's really... The small things that touch people's lives. And you may not even really notice it and realize it. It's not the grandiose things. Although those do. Those are big deals. So in Matthew 10, 42 is where Jesus says, If anyone gives even a cup of cold water to one of these little ones who is my disciple, truly I tell you that person will certainly not lose their reward. And that doesn't mean, that's not referring to heaven. That's just referring to the... the the rewards we receive uh, for things that we do for people and other things. Did you get that, though? As I said, a cup of water counts. 
<laughs> that's, that's the most amazing thing. Jesus has said, you just do things for other people and it matters. It matters. Maybe you open the door for somebody. I don't know. I do that all the time. That's a, I don't know if that's a southern thing or whatever, but I do it. I hold the door open for everybody. You smiled at that grumpy cashier. Because guess what? The grumpy cashier is probably having a rough day because everybody else that was there was grumpy to him or her. You smiled when that daggum dog behind you barks all night long and you can't sleep. That happened to me last night. How about this? You complicated, complicated, that's true, complimented your wife. Not complicated, but I do complicate your life as well. What about, just, you can fill in the blank with all that stuff. One of the biggest ones I can think of is a flight attendant today. I would hate to be a flight attendant or a police officer. Both are, you know, they're people that just don't look smiling on those. Of course, I think they've pulled the mandate for masks, but still, it's a hard job. But being a police officer is something that's not really looked at in, in high regard. It is by me, by the way. Let me make sure I say that very, very, very loudly. I think peace officers, whether they be COs or police officers or sheriffs or whatever, are very important and should be honored as such. You see, it's the small things. It's the, mal- it's the small things. Big things, too. You know, uh, one of the things that we do here at Chapel Grace is uh, I'm filling out a paper for somebody, and, and one of the questions was, what are, you know, what are, do we help people that, do we only help people that just go to our church? And I said, absolutely not. It's not just people that go to our church. It's everyone and anyone. As we can. When we can. But not only our church does that, we should be doing that as individuals. We should be looking for, for needs, that because God, God puts those in front of us. And he provides you a way to supply that need to people, whatever it is. And so that leads us to this last point here, which I know I'm flying through it, is uh, incredible compassion. A little, a little compliment can mean a lot, right? I've had people say, you know, one small thing to me. You look good in that shirt today. I'm like, really? Oh, thanks. So I didn't think I did, right? Whatever. You don't know. A little thing, mean a little compliment, being compassionate to people. Looking at people in the light of, as how Jesus did. Jesus didn't look at people as evil or whatever. He looked at them as someone who needed saving. He looked at them as someone who, who he, he was going to eventually die for. And so we don't have, as I said, we don't have the right to pick and choose who, who we tell the gospel to. We should be led by the Holy Spirit to do that. Anyone gives even a cup of cold water, right? There's levels of this. You know, there's, you know, there's levels of all of it. You know, the lowest to the highest. And, and it, well, like I said earlier, we're all in different stages of this. You know, I feel like uh, we've all graduated, most of us anyway, have, have gone from the lowest tier to maybe the middle tier or the, you know, the next tier up or the one after that, which is kind of like equal to, uh, I don't know, you know, when you're a kid and you're learning and you learn to do everything and now you're, I don't know, in elementary school or something like that, whatever it is. And, uh, but some of us get stuck in those, those, the lower level and we never kind of grow up beyond it. 
And, it, it, and because of that, it causes us to not understand and realize the true value of people around us. No matter, no matter whether they're uh, somebody that lives on the street or somebody that lives in a couple of million dollar mansion or whatever. All people, right? You know, I think it's something that we might all need to admit to ourselves that we have to be able to share our faith with all people, but not only that, be compassionate to all people because you, that might just be the one thing that that person needs. You don't always have to be spouting off Sometimes you just need to be compassionate and loving to somebody. Just sit down with them. And that could lead to something really good. It's called being led by the Holy Spirit. It's called being led to do things for people, which I try to do. The highest level cause is when you think about other people when they aren't with you. When you think about people who you know, all of a sudden, you just, you've been thinking about this person. There's somebody in my brain right now. They just boop, popped right up. A couple of people, actually. And you pray for them. And, and you'll also sacrifice your own comfort level. You'll step outside of the box, and you'll put your comfort out away so you can be there for another person, whatever it is. Maybe you were going to buy a Starbucks, but, well, you see this other person that needs it more than you. And you'll just go, to, go wherever and get a cup of coffee. Go back home and make it real quick or something. I don't know. You see, it's called service to other people. And Jesus modeled that sacrificial, compassionate service for us. And said, this is what you do. Do it to the least of these. He said, he, he, he modeled servanthood. If reaching out to others begins with, <laughs> I notice you and you matter, how does it go to the next step? Well, we have to get beyond that part, right? When you say, I notice you, go and do something. But the compassionate part comes. It may not be even actually, as I said, it might not be even actually doing something. It's, it's here's what you do, though. You pray. You pray. When you don't know what to do, you simply pray. Prayer is conversation with God. You don't have to be eloquent in it, because I'm certainly not. You just have to do it. Pray. Because God will guide you. It becomes a spiritual discipline for us. A regular part of our prayer life, praying for other people. Not just praying, God, I, I, I need this or I want this or whatever. Maybe you don't even do that because well, we all have needs, right? But we all know people who have needs. Um, Porfilio and his wife, Lorena, needed a bathroom. And you said, I'll do it. Thank you for that. You're going to receive a reward in heaven for doing that, for being a part of that. But even more importantly, there are going to be a lot of other people that receive Jesus through those two people because of that. It, it, it just spreads and goes out. And every time you notice someone, make sure, that you know, make sure they know, or hopefully you, it's true, that they matter to you. 
I promise, if, if you honestly pray, if you sincerely pray for people, it will make a difference. If you could sincerely look to that person, ask God to show you that person, whoever it is, because you may not even know yet, I promise you God's going to do some big things. You got to be ready. Are you ready for that, though? Are you ready for God to do those things? Imagine that you find out about a person's loss before you say anything. You say, Lord, I pray, what is their need? What do they need? Because sometimes you don't know what to say. Have you ever found out someone lost a loved one? And you're, you're stuck on words. I'm like, uh, uh. Lord, what do I say? What do they need? What do they say? What do they need? What, what, what am I supposed to do? And after you say, what do they need? Then they, then they say, well, he may answer it like they just don't want to be alone. Or they need, probably, I promise you the last thing they need is another casserole dish. I know that we do that, which is very good. What movie? We watched something the other day, and this lady got a casserole for after her husband died. She just threw it away. She was just by herself. She wasn't being disrespectful. She just, that wasn't what she needed at the time. Now, I'm not saying don't, I'm not saying to not give food to people when they experience this. I'm merely saying pray and ask God what you should do. And if he says make a casserole, then make a casserole. If he says, just say, I'm there for you no matter what, day or night, 24-7, I'm there. I'll come to you, we'll talk on the phone, we'll do whatever, but I'm there. Amen? Amen. I promise you, if you do it, your life's going to change. You'll change. And I hope you're ready. I hope I'm ready. Just imagine what could happen. Imagine what would go, maybe you talk to the next person and you take them up, you just take them out to lunch. Whatever. You get the point, right? Being compassionate to people makes a difference. Impacting people is important. The prayers is, this prayer is so small, but it's so big at the same time. Think about how it affects every life around you. Think about how it affects your life. When you pray, when you say, I noticed you, and you matter. Have you, have you, do you see how that's different than when somebody says, hey, how you doing? I'm all right. Whatever, you know. I'm all right. That's what I say, I. But, but you look at them and say, I'm good. But, but I want you to know I noticed you and you matter. What's, what's up with you? You Okay. That's a different way to say it, isn't it? That, that shows a compassionate part that maybe doesn't, I don't know. There's just something about how we always say, hey, how you doing? And we just say, yeah, whatever, you know. But if that person responds back to you and says, oh, I'm really not doing very well. And we go, oh, that's great. See ya. You know, because sometimes we don't even listen, right? We're like, oh. <laughs> you just keep walking. Be ready to just stop in the moment because God's going to interrupt days. And I want to tell you that this prayer that you can pray when you pray and ask God what to do can happen, inst- can happen instantly. Boop. How you snap? Yeah, there we go. Instantly. It's an effective prayer, and I want to warn you that it's also a dangerous prayer. Because James 4.17 says, If anyone then knows the good they ought to do and doesn't do it, it is sin for them. That's heavy duty. If you know you're supposed to do it, but you don't, that's a sin. 
I don't, I, it's not my words, it's God's words. So if you're going to get mad, get mad at him. The danger with praying it is, is you got to do it. You, you got to go, you got to do it. One of the things about uh, COVID that was kind of unique is that it got us out of the pew so we could go and do. On Sundays, we weren't here anymore for a couple, uh, I don't know how long it was. It felt like an eternity because it just felt like a long time. But it gave us opportunity to go out and do things and get out of this place. You have no idea what's going to happen when you ask God, what is it that they need? What if he says they need a car? Well, maybe you could get it, work it together somehow. Get help. Because that's when you say, what do you want me to do, God, in this? Oh, I happen to have that old car sitting over there that runs still, but I don't drive it often. Eh, I was going to sell it, but it's more important to give it to whoever, right? All of a sudden, God says, give them one, and now you're playing with big boys. Now you're big time. I want to ask you, would you consider joining me in this? Would you consider joining me in being compassionate and being on mission to reach people for Jesus Christ? Would you? That, yes. I want to hear it from you because I want to know that you will. Now, I'm not the one that can hold you accountable to that. God above is. And he knows your heart. He knows what you're doing every day in secret and in public. So use these words where your actions say, I notice and you matter. Write that down. You guys should write that down. I notice and you matter. Because you're going to forget it. I promise you, you're going to walk out that door and you're going to forget those five words I said. I notice and you matter. Would you pray these prayers for, these, for people at least once a day? There, are, there have been days... Uh, Gary, your sister, you mentioned about her having issues. I have not stopped praying for her every day because I don't know what it was, but it just it hit me. I struggled with uh, alcohol abuse myself, but she had some severe issues going on, and she's doing better, right? But I pray for her still. I pray for her. It doesn't matter what walk of life they're in. We should still be praying for people. I want to challenge you all and so let's try it every day this week and see if anything happens. Let's try it. Let's do it. And so because of that compassion and things, I, I'm going to end service with the communion, but I want to give you an opportunity to uh, talk to God before I do it. And I want you to just right where you are. Just right where you are. Or, you know, because I'm going to stay here, and I'm going to pray right here, up here. But I want you to, or you can come up here if you want to, but then you're going to need to go back because we're going to do communion. But I want to give you a couple of moments to talk to God because I, I don't know what was going on the, the, when you came in today. I have no idea. Uh, you might have been fighting with your wife or your husband all the way to the door, and then you, then you stopped as soon as you got here and went, oh, put on a different face because I'm in church now. But you're still mad. So let's go ahead and have you have the opportunity to pray. So I'm going to pray, and then I'm going to just give you a few moments to talk to God, whatever it is, to get things with the Lord, and, uh, and then I'm going to jump right into communion. So Lord, I just thank you for this time together. 
I, I don't know, God, what everybody's going through. Lord, I don't know what everybody's feeling. I don't know if it scares people to look at others and say they matter. I noticed you and, they, and, and you matter. Then asking what to do and how to do it. Because sometimes the answer is scary. Sometimes it means we have to sacrifice something. But you know, our Savior sacrificed everything. So thank you for that, for that model of servanthood. And uh, Lord, as I'm, I'm sitting up here on the stage and as I'm praying to you, God, I just pray that you're speaking to everyone in the way that you want them to hear. As I said, we're all in different stages of our Christian walk and our faith. Maybe we need to start learning how to share our faith. Maybe we need to learn how to even give our testimony, our testimony or our story about how we came to know you. Whatever it is. And Father, I'm praying for all those in this room that may, and online that may not have received your son Jesus as Lord and Savior yet. They've never prayed the prayer. They've never asked Jesus to come into their life. And Lord, you tell us if we just confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in our heart that God, that you raised him from the dead, that we will be saved. That's all it takes. And sometimes it takes a small step from somebody else of compassion or love and positively affecting someone else's life, positively impacting and affecting their life. Lord, we're going we're gonna, to uh, take communion here in a few minutes. And it's a, it's a celebration, I guess, in a way, but a remembrance of what it took for you. You weren't just merely just placed on the cross. You went through a whole lot before that. And so, God, may we always remember what it took, how bad it was that our sins are that bad that they, what it took for them to be paid for. And may we understand and realize we can't make the payment ourselves, and that Jesus has already done it. We just need to acknowledge him, believe in our heart that you raised him from the dead, God, I want to thank you for this opportunity to share, to be, and do. Lord, be with us as we take a couple of moments to ourselves to talk to you. Lord, I'm not sure what to say anymore sometimes. The one thing I do know is I need you. And if I need you, I guarantee you everyone else in this room needs you. So Father, help us to be compassionate and loving. And help us to remember exactly what it took for you for our sin to be forgiven. And as we take this cup and this bread this wafer, may we remember that your body was broken for us and that it was bled for us so we could be made whole 
Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' precious name, I pray. And we all say amen. amen. I'm going to stand right here. So go ahead and open up your uh, thing. Oops, mine didn't go right. If you're just like me, I just opened the wrong part. There it goes. Now, I've got these wafers today because they're the only ones that we had. We had to use them. Otherwise, they don't get used. They are, they don't taste good. But they're not supposed to. Communion is supposed to be something that we just remember Jesus with. And it's, it, his body was broken for us. And you're not supposed to go, mm, that was delicious. You should be thinking, man, that's, that was, Jesus, that must have been really bitter and hard. So, Jesus said on that night before he was to be taken away with his fellow believers there, he, he looked, or his uh, apostles, followers, he raised it and he said, take this in remembrance of me, take and eat. But then likewise, we have the juice. The bread, the wafer represents, it wasn't that bad, was it? The bread, the wafer represents his body. The juice is red to represent his blood, his blood that was spilled for us. And as we take it, we're hopefully in remembrance of who Jesus is and what he did, and that number one and overall, this was not easy for him. He even said to God before his father, he said, Father, if there's any other way, let it be, but not my will be done, yours. He knew that he had to do this. So that night he said, take and drink in remembrance of me, take and drink. Lord, thank you. We're going to do one last song, guys. Where are we? Where's Jared at? I lost him. Oh, there he is. They're hiding over there. We're going to sing one last song to finish out. And uh, that's typically something we should do anyway after we have communion. We should pray, sing a praise song, right? So whatever it is we're going to sing, let's sing it loud and proud. What do you think, okay? tries to roll over my bones and sorrow comes to steal the joy I own when brokenness and pain is all I know I won't be shaken I won't be shaken my fear doesn't stand a chance when I